So thanks everyone for joining. It's great to see all of our familiar faces on as well as some newer faces who may not have joined our virtual coffee breaks but have been on other commercial university sessions. So thank you everyone for joining us on what kicks off our June series of the virtual coffee break. So we do have a nice new image on the screen for you to, um, to kind of get us through the month of June. We will be back for the month of July as well, maybe not in such a large form because we want to be sensitive that many of you are currently either sitting in an office, keeping in touch with your clients, or even just dealing with summer vacation with family, hopefully vacations, let's keep our fingers crossed. But anyway, thank you um, again for joining us. We're super excited to have Mark Sprague on with us. Um, as many of you may know, Realogy actually has a title resource company that is part of the Realogy family. Independent title resource is a subsector of our larger title resource. So we're excited to have Mark, who's representing independent title resource with us, who's going to talk through some economic factors that we may be seeing um, in our marketplace and how it may affect um, commercial real estate. So Dan, I don't know if you have anything that you would like to add to that. Uh, yeah, well, thanks, Christina, and thanks, Mark, for joining us. Um, and these calls, by the way, are always recorded and will be uh, turned into podcasts. So let's keep it conversational. Please, please feel free to chime up. Um, yeah, you know, we're going to have Mark uh, speak with us at our global conference back in March that we turned into a virtual event. So we're pleased that you're able to finally join us and talk to us and hopefully we'll be able to do it in person sometime in the future. Uh, as I recall, Mark, I think Independent Title is the second largest commercial title company in Texas or maybe second largest title company. You can tell us that fun fact. Uh, okay. But it is part of Realgy's uh, title group. Uh, and I met Mark... And I met Mark um, through uh, their commercial, um, I don't exactly remember her title, but her commercial liaison, I'll put it that way. Um, so for if we have people from uh, Texas, and I know, uh, you know, or, or there's reach obviously elsewhere as well, um, you know, let's keep in mind that Realogy does have a title company or title companies uh, with which to engage. So Mark, I love the title of this, The Great Suppression. Uh, that's something I imagine you came up with. And so I really look forward to hearing your comments and, and just giving us, you know, your insights as well as kind of tidbits that we can share uh, with our clients and prospects about the market in general. That is not a real estate suppression or depression or, or uh, economy. It's a health pandemic that's become a real estate uh, situation. I guess it's hard to ex express that, but uh, it was this was not like 2008, 2009, which is sort of a real estate created crisis. This is a pandemic, health pandemic created crisis that has a real estate impact. So Mark, over to you for your, your comments. And again, encourage everybody to-, uh, uh, to Thank talk. you, Christina. I cannot share the screen. So yes, you can. I can now. I'll, I just uh, tried and it says, post disabled. Okay, try try now. Okay. I think there is um, a delay. Guys, uh, thank you for having me and uh, giving my somewhat of my background. And by the way, we're, we're going to, uh, you can get copies of this, um, but where my background comes from is, is I've been um, in real estate and equity for 40 plus years. I've been in Austin for uh, the majority of that time, um, and I'm going to do this very quickly. What um, here in Texas, we've been pretty blessed. The rest of the United States, the coast have been blessed. Chicago has been blessed. And what I mean that we don't have enough shelter, um, whether it's office, whether it's warehouse, et cetera. 
I, I've come up with the term great suppression because I serve on a number of economic advisory boards at state municipals, and I'm not bragging about that, but we kept uh, uh, the guys that actually teach economics. Mine, mine is more of a passion, um, and I've been very blessed in my life. But we kept trying to get comparisons starting 10, uh, 10 weeks ago, visiting with Wall Street. And, you know, everybody wanted to compare it to something. And we it just I had this realization that there was no fair comparison because even if you looked at wars, we have never been prevented. It, we, we have people wanting to work, but they've never been prevented from working. And because of that prevention of working, um, we've seen the economy slow uh, 25, 30 percent. And um, that's dramatic. And unfortunately, we have about 42, 44 million people unemployed. Um, and that's across the United States. It, most of those people were probably, um, they're more tenants, i.e. And one out of five businesses will go away. Uh, and that's just a historical norm. Um, it's going to be probably heavily weighted into hospitality, uh, leisure, restaurants and retail retail will probably have 1500 storefronts closed this year and again guys i'm I, i'm known as a fairly conservative guy so don't take my uh my discussion as negative i'm just it's just the numbers as i say that all said what should you be watching well the first thing you need to watch is job growth <clears throat> in your area and you can pull that from the bureau of lever statistics um, as jobs go, so do, do sales, leasing, et cetera. And then the next thing you need to watch is GDP, which is another thing you can get from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And GDP has been fairly strong, comparatively anemic compared historically. The healthy GDP is between three and a half to 5%. So if you're uh, in Illinois, unless it's a very small city, you ought to be able to pick that up. And that gives you some leverage when you're talking to your owners, landlords, and gives you some leverage of knowledge when you're talking to your tenants, so to speak. And presently, what we've seen to our surprise is that rents in office and multifamily have been at about 98 to 99% collections, much to all of our surprise. I will tell you that uh, retail and restaurants have pushed back and there's some forbearance. By the way, the definition of forbearance in the insurance industry has never been to be a national or a global uh, insurance. It was always historically for earthquakes, hurricanes, fires, et cetera. And so um, the insurance companies will hit, be hit very hard by the forbearance insurance that's out there but retail, we're going to see, and by the way, retail is not doing worse than it ever has. It's actually doing better than it ever has. But what we've done nationally is we've overbuilt retail by about 20 to 25 times, not 25%, 20 to 25 times. And people go, well, why? And my response is because as long as you lend, if you lend, I'll go build it, develop it. And as a former equity guy, if you ask me to do an equity study, uh, and, and help you distribute that equity because I'm getting paid to do that. I'm going to go out and do that. But where are we currently? Um, job growth had been pretty consistent. Um, by the way, anytime you're under 5% unemployment, uh, that's basically fully employed. 
um, when we look at it from an analyst uh, standpoint, people go, are you being, I, I can't believe you think 5% is fully employed. I said, well, 5% of the population can't, um, that want to work either through training, age, handicap, are not, not able to, uh, to, to really be in the position to take those jobs. And a great example, I'm going to use Austin, um, because we've been just above 2% unemployment prior to this, we had a number of food poisonings at restaurants because they're not going through the proper training. Again, I said you ought to check GDP. Um, this shows you GDP. Hey, hey, we've had about a seven-point swing. And by the way, for those that were surprised that uh, this last week that it was announced that we had a recession, I mean, in March, I said we're in recession. Uh, and the definition of recession is two negative quarters of GDP. By the way, GDP, gross domestic product, for you all that don't know, is a measure of what you do out of your house, um, what your neighbor does, what the manufacturing plant does, what the, the rancher farmer does down the street. So it's a measure of everything we do. Um, <clears throat> but as you can see, we're probably, here in Texas, we'll probably have uh, a couple of negative quarters, uh, maybe three negative quarters of GDP. Nationally, we're gonna be stuck there uh, a little bit longer, probably three to five years, but we are anemic going into this. And let me give you an example. If I look, um, at job growth, uh, job growth nationally, only 53 cities uh, out of over 36,000 cities and towns have had any, 80, have 85, have had 85 percent of the job growth the last 10 years. Only eight metros had have have had um, returned to GDP prior to 2009. Four of those in Texas, the other four are Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, and New York. So the rest of the country, although you may not feel that because you're, 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 you've got to make a living, you go out and work every day, uh, but the rest of the country is not perceived as recovered since 2009, and that, that's always a concern um, as you move forward. Now, that said, I'm sharing this with you not to scare your clients. I'm sharing it with you because um, if you begin to wonder why certain things aren't happening, it's because of the, of the GDP growth. That's the first thing I look at when I'm asked to look at a marketplace to move into. Um, for you all that are shopping for a new car, great time to shop for a new car. Um, I will tell you that car sales are, are way off, so um, get out there and look and you'll see phenomenal uh, opportunity. As I said, retail continues to do well. Um, what we're seeing through the most of the country, the bright spots are, to our surprise, our office, our um, warehouse, and multifamily. And multifamily is phenomenal. Uh, excuse me, warehouse is phenomenal uh, story. <clears throat> we're seeing tremendous absorption. And when I say tremendous absorption, we don't have enough warehouses. Um, what has been proven in this downturn is that um, the just-in-time model is caused to run short on toilet paper, on meat, et cetera. So um, does that mean you should go suggest to your clients that they build a million and a half square feet of warehouse space in um, a town of less than 20,000 people? No. Um, and, and you need to look at the roadways. I mean, um, roads and railroads are a major concern as you look at this. And you all can read uh, a lot of this for yourself here. Um, as we come out of this, 
And we were here in Texas, we think we'll be out of this. And as you know, we're a conservative state. We think we'll be out of this. Um, we anticipated from the Office of Emergency Management, we anticipated to be in this in the May, uh, mid-June. It may be pushed back a little bit. I will tell you that if you look at small business surveys, um, most of them, 90 plus percent thought they could make it through 90 days of no income. If we go 180 days, uh, over 90% said they won't be able to make it. And, and the effect is, uh, is that we, it, there's a tremendous amount of financial strain on the system right now. And for you all that think, um, and I do have some brokers and some very intelligent developers that feel that financing is a God-given right, um, we're gonna see financing dry up in certain arenas. Um, Jumbo loans and residential uh, was one of the first things to go. We, uh, the Office of Currency Controller that oversees all banks and um, credit unions, uh, it doesn't oversee institutional lending. Um, they've come out and have their most conservative parameters for banks. And if you don't stick by those parameters, then uh, they, they can yank their, your charter. And in previous downturns, the worst I saw were, um, for me was in 87, here in Texas, and we actually had no condominium financing. You couldn't buy or sell a condo, you definitely couldn't build one. Well, I think what we'll see here, what we're seeing right now is no lending for uh, restaurants, no lending for hotels and hospitality, um, and very really harsh requirements for retail. So just be aware of that as, as we're coming out of this. Um, in fact, I would, I would change your calling every day, um, not just to your clients, but I would probably call your lenders uh, more often than you presently have. And that's just my feedback because uh, there's a lot of parameters putting on them that weren't there in March, that weren't there at the uh, end of April. And it, it will see it continue to be a harsher environment for probably the next year and a half to two years. Uh, so, and there is lending, but it'll just, it's gonna be surprisingly more expensive. There's 330 million plus people that live in the United States. This gives you some idea of, of the amount of, of people that are in the workforce. One of the things that um, is an issue is there's not enough labor for building of any type. Um, and, and this put a greater strain, um, the crisis put a greater strain on it. And we're now seeing disruption um, of, supplies, um, wooden floors, cabinets, not just residentially, commercially across. So uh, I used to always blame delays on inspections and plumbers. I will tell you that uh, it, it is uh, cabinets right now. This, as of uh, April, this shows you the effect that uh, COVID had. You can see that uh, Hawaii, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Kentucky had pretty harsh uh, just the, I think Nevada is still, uh, it's just getting back and it's still 19% unemployment. And again, I'm going through these fairly quickly. Um, year over year sales, uh, prior to March, we were seeing because of the um, tax change, we were seeing uh, multiple corporations move from the West Coast and East Coast towards the Midwest and Florida. And I think that will continue. You can see it, have a better idea of here. But for the, you all that think that we're probably uh, twofold, let me back up one. This shows you where 51% of our population lives. 
And if you look west of Texas, uh, those states, particularly Utah, Nevada, California, uh, major portions of Arizona, those states, the federal government controls about 60 to 70% of the land. Um, so we'll, it, we'll see where that ends up. The thing that you ought to start watching, guys, uh, and I watch this like a hawk, is consumer confidence. Uh, if it's above 90, people are buying computers, cars, houses, um, businesses are more willing to expand. So 90 to 110 is, is a good spot to be. And with this crisis, for the first time, we fell about 30 points nationally. Uh, in Texas, we fell uh, actually 60 points, but we were at a 154, which is what I call cocky drunk. Uh, interest rates continue to be low, which uh, for you under 40, you think is a great thing. We actually need to see interest rates pick up, but what that's gonna cost presently is we're gonna see rates continue uh, to stay low for the next two years, talk, talking to the guys at the Fed. Um, but we're gonna see compression of cap rates. I just don't see any way out of that. Um, and, and for those that think that interest rates slow down sales, it's the last thing you should look at. You should look at, again, employment growth, GDP, consumer confidence, look at real estate values, look at your leasing, et cetera. Um, but as far interest rates are way down on the list as far as uh, the effect it has on economics. And before anybody asks me, politics has little effect on economics. Uh, the elections, uh, locally, regionally, nationally, just don't have that much effect. It's always interesting because retail does well every four years because both sides of the uh, party line feel that their, their group's gonna get elected, so they go out and spend money. And by the way, um, there's many indexes that we watch. One of the indexes uh, that was brought up by Alan Greenspan, a former um, chairman of the Fed a number of years ago, um, and, and I brought this up. Right now, I don't know, uh, and you don't have to tell me, I haven't worn socks and shoes in 10 weeks, so I'm actually concerned about the sock mills in Carolinas, Vietnam, Indiana, going out of business. Why am I bringing that up? Because Alan Greenspan uh, brought up many years ago, he said, I watched the men's underwear index and there actually is a, a, an index. And, and you go, what? When uh, uh, Men's underwear is the last thing they replace. And when sales are off, um, the globe, that nation uh, is preparing for a recession. And right now, uh, going into March, men's underwear sales were off 50%. So it's a gr good index. And you go, I don't think I'm gonna bring it up with my friends at the coffee shop, but I'm telling you, it's something that we watch. Um, what it, the effect of the low rates have had is it's basically um, caused people to stay in their business locations longer, uh, definitely in their houses longer. Uh, the average time that somebody stays in a residence Presently is uh, uh, residentially is 13 to 15 years. It used to be three to five years. Businesses, it's about 10 years. Uh, unless, and by the way, failure rate is typically at seven to 11 years. Um, but again, phenomenal place. So, what should you, this shows you what's happening. Uh, it's interesting. Above 55, uh, Sun Cities, the uh, Bill Webb's. Luxury condos that have traditionally focused on that, that higher net worth individual sales are way off by about 50%. Um, investor 
slow down, but I'll tell you this again, values are um, that we've noticed uh, regionally or still staying the same. We haven't seen any uh, cancellations of towers, uh, any cancellations of big leases. The large tech companies and large companies are actually expanding a bit more. And that's even in, in, in the front, um, in the face of the uh, municipal shortfalls that they'll have on budgets. At one point, the city of Houston thought they were going to have to lay off all employees uh, end of March, uh, except for essential. Uh, Dallas went through not as much, but but and they're only going to have to lay off about 3,000. Now, Austin's not that way presently, and we're very blessed, but a lot of um, concern about that because in the next concern, our main tax vehicle here in Texas is property tax. We're 46 in tax burden, uh, but the concern is nationally is how much is my, are my taxes going to go up because a lot of these uh, cities will see a tremendous shortfall. Um, Obviously, this has been an opportunity for uh, uh, for suburban uh, offices. And for you all that think that offices will go away, uh, remote offices have been around for 30, 45 years. The ability to speak on, on a video have been around. It's just become much better and much easier for the public. One of the things that most of the high-tech companies do is they uh, reimburse you for having a remote office. Now, use brokers, that's not traditional. So when people go, well, they're saving the money by people working for, from home. Most of the companies aren't. Uh, and again, as I said, what we've seen is, is we'll see um, office buildings, probably the national experts feel, uh, guys on Wall Street feel that we uh, will continue to see expansion. One of the interesting things, it's probably competition in some of your markets is the co-working spaces. It had tightened up. For every thousand feet, you could put 10 people in it. Well, that's not how I grew up. It was every thousand feet, there was four people in it. And that, um, and that four feet, it, uh, that those four people, when I said a thousand feet, 250 square feet, that includes your bathroom, that includes your parking, foyer, et cetera. So we think uh, most of the markets have been doing well and uh, office will continue to do fine. Um, I, I have, I'm, friendly with a, a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Miller in New York. He, he's on the top of Frazier's, has a great blog, great speaker. It's been interesting. He said, sales have slowed down. And he said, leasing slowed down. I said, what about values? He goes, listing values across the board, uh, commercially, residentially, have dropped. I said, you said listing values. He goes, it's your comment is uh, the true value is whatever the market is. And he said, those values have not dropped at all. So that's, I feel fairly positive. Um, I think it's going to be interesting because of the lack of financing. We will see if you're in a tight market, it's gonna get tighter within a year and a half, two years because acquisition, development, construction loans are going to get extremely um, Onus, you're going to see 50, 60% down required uh, when you're dealing with equity. You're going to see higher rates. And, and I don't, uh, haven't gone through these type of downturns a number of times and with a number of uh, 20%, 25% of, of businesses going away, I think it'll probably be something uh, they'll be around for a while. That, that, that basically, uh, is all I have. What should you be looking for? Well, those companies that are going away, that's opportunity. Uh, I was taught early on for every tragedy, there's an opportunity. 
um, there is going to be a lot of people looking to um, move farther out. Uh, now, it, one of the issues, one of the challenges of smaller cities is going to be your internet speed. And 5G ought to help that in the future, but it doesn't help it presently. But I know that that is a major concern um, of corporations. We thought that the internet would make business easier for those small towns, but it's actually put an onus on them because they don't have that internet capacity. So uh, be aware of what your internet capacity is, be aware of where its main uh, routing is. And people go, why would they care? Because the geeks that chase that will tell you that there is some um, displacement or some slowing of the internet if they're farther away or if there are a number of turns uh, from, from that spot. And, and that's probably way more information than you normally think about. And as I've said, warehouses and distribution will be fairly positive. I'll open the floor to questions if there's any, if anybody's still awake, because I know everybody really enjoyed their economics classes when they're at school. That's probably where they caught up on their sleep most of the time. What questions, if any? Mark, this is Dan. I'm gonna, I'd like to ask you one thing, just to follow up on what you said about uh, lending. Is it a liquidity crisis or is it simply hesitancy on the part of lenders to lend? I mean, in other words, there's enough money in the system, but they just won't do it. And what does that mean for bank? What do the banks do with that money if they're not lending it? Uh, first time that the banks have upped their reserves dramatically, but yes, it, it's both. You've got a liquidity issue. You've got a huge amount of failure. Um, in if you'd asked me prior to March and said this is what's going to happen in the next sixty ninety days, Dan, I was I, my typical analyst and economist response is ninety days doesn't make a trend. We took we tend to look at 180 days. However, uh, nobody, so many businesses did not think that they would have no income. So you have a liquidity issue, not only at the banks, but at your uh, institutions, your insurance companies, your large uh, funds, whether they're pensions or whatever they are. They're probably gonna have someplace easily between a 20 to 25% failure rate. Um, so they're, they go to an investment committee and as conservative, hopefully I've come across conservative financially, you've got 10 Mark Spriggs on that investment committee that, that are questioning the decision to go to Chicago, the decision to go to New York. And the first thing I'll point out is the negative losses they have there and they'll question everything from the business plan to probably the um, everything, the neighborhood, the demographics, and that's just what happens when you have a tightening of this. And we're not going to have any failure of banks presently, I hope, like we had in 0709 or here in Texas where the SNL industry was wiped out in the late 80s. But, and we were lending very conservative, there wasn't a lot of speculation. But there is going to be, and I'm going to give you an example. If I talk to a developer and uh, I talked to a broker, the comment's going to be, what's his interest in build, uh, building? And I'm going to say his interest is uh, on a 10-point scale is 10. I said his finance is going to tell you it's a 6. <laughs> and that, that's basically it, Dan, it, is there's, 
Does that make sense or is it true? Yeah, no, it, I just, you know, I think some of the last crisis, there was just not money in the system, right? And the Fed can only do so much by lowering interest rates. Um, but some, you know, something I heard this morning, so on a flip side, is, uh, you know, consumers uh, have been very hesitant to spend for obvious reason. They're worried about their employment, their job, and their income. At the same time, one of the things that will get the economy going again is people spending. So it's a little bit of what I was kind of thinking, huh, that's interesting. How does that play out in the lending that's, side? It's a catch-22. It is. It really is. Yeah. But I mean, we've, I don't know how much there's some, you might know, there's some huge percentage of the economy is just driven by consumer spending. I forget well, what the percentage is, but people don't. There's some scary things out there. There's over $57 trillion worth of um, non-bank lending uh, that's that's outside pension funds and everything. And a lot of corporate debt was leveraged. So your Neiman Marcuses, your Federated, which is Macy's. Hertz. Um, <laughs> so that's, guys, I don't want to bring you down because just look for the opportunity, look at those things. But yeah, if you, I can, it, it's scary. It, that all said, I have friends across the world. Um, where else are you going to invest? The United States, the, the gateway cities, Texas continues to be attractive, uh, better than uh, Saudi, uh, where they tax, uh, have income tax for the first time. Um, so where are they going to invest? I mean, that's money is like water. It looks for its quickest release point. And so people continue to come to your markets looking to invest. It's just being knowledgeable about your specific market. Interesting. So Bruce had left a comment here. Um, you said you see cap rate compression. What is the rationale for that? Um, if a commercial real estate owner has more risk when a retail office or residential tenant may not have income to pay, isn't it logical to think cap rates should rise? It's logical, but what you're going to see is lending rates go up. And you're going to see plateauing of values, particularly in the retail, hospitality, and leisure arena. So because of that, you will see a compression. Historically, you've seen a compression of cap rates. So and there's I also, oh, go ahead. No, does that make sense? I, 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 I want to find out if that makes sense to me. <laughs> You're looking at it as you should from your client's standpoint. You've got to look at it from the lender's uh, viewpoint, i.e., if, if I don't loan to you, there's a hundred people behind you that may have a better story. And that's not an arrogant statement, that's just the truth. And there's also some interesting comments um, flying around in the chat with regards to demand for medical office space. Um, some are saying markets, they're seeing a retail conversion into medical use. Others are seeing that medical space um, is, is kind of suffering because of space configuration, cleanliness, um, et cetera. Well, in, in your large metros, um, in your top 50 metros, Medical uh, elective surgery will continue to expand. And, and what we're seeing is a separation of wealth in the less fortunate. So we will see uh, areas that have uh, high elective surgery that will continue to do well. 
but uh, small towns will continue to be challenged on the medical side. And a great example, I have a sister that had a brain aneurysm. She was in Santa Fe with her husband. And um, if they had not had a one bed available in Albuquerque, they would have had to fly her to Lubbock or to Dallas. And there, therein lies your issue. So you don't, uh, and, and we're not producing as many doctors. We're producing about 40% less general practitioners just because of all the challenges, insurance, financing, et cetera, that's out there. Uh, and it will have 40% less in 10 years. Aren't you glad you asked that question? And I'm not trying to break the room down. I'm just, guys, I'm just, I'm very matter of factual. I'm very blessed. Uh, the boards I've served on, um, I know at times that even my management wants to strangle me, but if, if I'm asked a question, I'm gonna to answer to the best of my knowledge. And if I don't know, I'm gonna tell you, that's a great question, I don't know. Interesting. Any other questions? Was this helpful at all to y'all or was this not? I see a lot of heads shaking, yes. Yeah, it's, it's always, <laughs> you know, Mark, it's always interesting to hear uh, you know, we have kind of our own percept, you know, uh, uh, perception of the market and the economy based on where we live and what we read and so forth. But it's always refreshing to hear another, you know, from a different part of the country, a different another person speak because, uh, you know, it's it's like three economists, 10 opinions, right? It's like yes. everyone's got a different view. Yes. Um, so it's really, you know, and, and, and all of them are, it's all instructive, right? We have to take all that in. And part of our role as commercial professionals is to kind of assimilate that and advise our clients or inform our clients of different perspectives um, so they can make the best decisions. So it's, well, I think it's very appreciated. Dan, you made a very important point, whether you realize it or not. You're all in different markets. Your clients are coming from different markets. Um, their experience is their experience. Their, their glasses are their glasses. So you've got to educate them the minute that they come in that door, i.e., if they're coming from Orlando, where unemployment shot up to 19%, um, they're gonna think they can get a deal in certain parts of the country, and they can't. Right. The other side is, if they can get a deal, obviously you're gonna share that with them, then they're gonna question you on that. Why are values dropping? <laughs> so it's a very fine line that you all walk, uh, and interesting, I mean, you're never go going to mislead the clients, uh, but you've, it's, you've got to walk in their shoes and then get in the whole tax thing. I mean, um, property taxes, everybody grows about property taxes in Texas, a great example. And yet that's our only tax vehicle. We don't have the corporate tax and the multiple taxes that you have there in Illinois and Chicago or in California, et cetera. So you've got to, uh, even on your triple match, you've got to get into where they're coming from and they're negotiating because uh, you may be answering uh, their questions in a way that they don't get. That's great. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Very interesting. Great. Guys, I, appreci I appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, we appreciate your contribution very much. And hopefully we'll get to see you um, next year in Austin, but thank you for that. Very much appreciated. Um, and thank you everybody for joining us today. Hopefully um, you 
thought about your market in a different way based upon the information that Mark had sent over. Super excited. Next week for a virtual um, coffee break, we'll have student housing market update. We will have John Whitley. He's the co-founder and COO of Landmark Properties. Thank you to Charlie Upchurch for making that connection um, with Dan and myself. Um, we will have a session the following Friday on cost segregation, which is another really interesting topic for us to think about our markets and conversations with clients differently. And this coming Monday, we hope you'll join us for a session on 1031 exchanges and different ways that we can utilize 1031 exchanges. So look in Commercial University at our training calendar. Make sure you register for those sessions and we look forward to seeing you. Have a great, safe and healthy weekend and we all hope um, that you decompress a little bit, enjoy some time with family and we'll see you on Monday. Christina, let's give a shout out to Denise who won the coffee uh, coffee break yes, award for the month of right. May. Uh, so if you show up for coffee breaks uh, on Fridays, then we put your name in a hat or a virtual hat as Christina shared on Facebook and we pull your name and you get some free coffee. So uh, just keep showing up and you get a better chance to win. Great. Thanks everyone. And thank you so much, Mark. Enjoy your weekend. Take care.